1: Good afternoon and welcome to the Total Wealth Academy radio show. I am your host, Steve Davis, where as always, we're here together working hard to improve our financial IQ uh, with the understanding that there are many different IQs. Um, You've got a, obviously, uh, your standard overall IQ, but you also got a financial IQ, a sexual IQ, a fitness IQ. You've You've got to have knowledge in each of the arenas of a balanced life. Most people go through life and they really never study deeply what they want out of life. Um, <laughs> marriage is probably, marriage, romance, sex, that's probably the least studied and one of the most important things in that occurs in your lifetime. Yet people don't study it. And the end result, you know, is 50% of marriages end in divorce. I think it's up to 57% now. 40% are bored, but still married. And only, you know, 7 or 10% maintain passionate, long-term relationships. So, it's pretty obvious that not studying these things is not good. So. Finance, 70% of Americans, 70% never read a book on finances. And they're confused as to why they never get ahead financially. It, it's shocking to me because I remember the day I quit college, I asked my counselor, where are the classes on getting rich? And he replied, there are none. I quit instantly. I'm like, I'm paying all this money, wasting four years of my life, four years of my earning ability, gone. And you're not even gonna teach me how to get rich, you're just gonna teach me how to get a job? I'm done. But what's shocking is that people don't realize that they were never taught about money. And then they do literally nothing about it. They don't read. They don't study. They don't go to seminars. And they just stagnate and flounder through life. And the end result of that is 95% of Americans fail to retire by age 65. 95%. The good news, we know what the 5% who do retire successfully are doing. They all build a second stream of income. Almost all of them, I should say. And 70% of those use real estate to build that second stream of income. So I highly recommend that you start imitating successful people instead of imitating the 95% who just get a job and hope to climb the corporate ladder and hope for the best. You know, And I love hope. I recognize that hope is an important part of being human but certain types of hope are just ineffective they're they're stupid you know if you hope you're going to make more money why don't you just go out and do it why don't you just go do it don't hope just do it learn another way to make money and do it yeah hope is not a good financial strategy At all. It's like people who put their money in the stock market and hope they retire in an up market because that's what you're all hoping, isn't it? You're using hope as a financial strategy. If your money's in the stock market, then by default, you hope that you're going to retire in an up market, even though about 25, 30% of the time you won't market has crashed 18 times in the last 100 years, about every six years. So, if you've got 12 years to work, you're going to see two more crashes. What if the crash comes right before you want to retire? You're screwed. And that's why everybody of moderate intellect or better knows that the stock market is all about gambling. So... What I want to talk about today is probably one of the most shocking stories that I've ever heard about a financial decision, and what it was, I just got off a cruise from down the Mexico area, and I met this guy that sold his business. Now, I'm guessing at the amount that he sold it for. But based on a few things he said, it was somewhere between 8 and 10 million. So let's just use the number 8. That means before he sold it, he probably had a 1 1 million or 1.5 million dollar a year income coming in from that that business. But he sold it Some of you are going, yeah, but he got $8 bucks. You have got to stop thinking like that. That is a flipper's mentality, not an investor's mentality. That was the dumbest thing he could have possibly done. Sell your freaking business that produces you. Let's say it's $1.5 million a year in income. I couldn't believe it. This guy was not even sixty yet, probably closer to early fifties, fit, in shape, healthy, beautiful wife. I said, um, well what do you what'd you do with the eight million? Oh it's in the stock market. Okay. <laughs> I threw up a little in my mouth when he said it. He goes, Yeah, and I'm losing millions right now. I go so let me get this straight you figured out and mastered how to make a 1.5 million dollars a year and you sold that 1.5 million dollar income stream for 8 or 10 million and then put it into the stock market how much have you made each year since you put it in the stock market? He goes, nothing. <laughs> Even then, he didn't get it. He still had a smile on his face. I'm like, I would shoot myself in the foot for being that dumb. I said, why didn't you... um? keep the business and just pay someone I don't know 500 grand a year to run it so you make a million a year and do nothing we'll talk more about that when we come back from the break here on the Total Wealth Academy radio show I am your host Steve Davis thanks for listening There's an old joke Welcome back to the Total Wealth Academy radio show. I am your host, Steve Davis. And we're talking about a situation where a gentleman sold his business and for a big chunk of money. And people think those big chunks of money are important by comparison when comparing them to cash flow. And I'm here to tell you, you're thinking... Ineffectively, ineffectively, I would rather have a million dollars a year income than $10 million cash. Now, some of you are doing the math very quickly and going, well, yeah, if you live 20 years, you know, that's 20 million. Of course, Steve. Okay, you say, of course, but how many of you would sell your business right now for 10 million? A bunch of you are going to say, yeah, but you just lost a million a year for the rest of your life. And it's almost like people forget that when you retire, do your bills retire with you? They don't, do they? No, the bills keep coming in. And sadly, they get bigger and bigger and bigger due to aging and health. So you've got to start thinking cash flow. Bills come in monthly? You need income to come in monthly. What you don't ever want to do is go 7 million. Okay, divide that, I think I'm going to live 20 years. So that's about 350 grand a year, is that right? Or 500, something like that. Whatever the number is. I'll just spend 350 grand a year and I'll die before I run out of money. (laughs) That is high risk. High risk. And you're limiting your quality of lifestyle dramatically to drop from a million a year down to 350 grand a year. Now, not that 350 grand a year isn't a lot of money, it is. And it's a pretty decent quality, but nothing compared to a million a year. Nothing. So, I then, we were both, you know, sitting there at Margaritaville drinking margaritas. So, we both had a good buzz and we were able to jab at each other. He, he got some good jabs in, I got some good jabs in, and we had fun talking. So I don't want you to think I was picking on the guy or beating him up. Um, he was an intelligent guy. He could def- he could handle himself. I go, well, let me ask you this. Why I, I, I mentioned this earlier. Let's get back to it. Why didn't you hire somebody for 500 grand a year, and you could probably have gotten it for 250 a year, to run that company for you? And then there it was. I can't find good employees. I can't find anybody that cares as much as I do. I can't. No one can do it as good as I can. And see, that little group of beliefs right there is what's destroying your life. No one can do it as good as I can. No one cares as much as I can. I can't find good employees. Let me tell you something right now. If you have one bad employee, that's that employee. If you have two, hmm, curious. If you have three bad employees, that's you. You're the freaking problem. You don't know how to hire. You don't know how to motivate. You don't know how to train, encourage. You suck. I can't find good employees. You know how many employees I've fired in 30 years? Two. Out of hundreds. You know why? Because I know how to hire. I know how to train. I know how to encourage. I know how to trust. I know how to delegate. I have never had problems I lose great employees sometimes because they get a better opportunity or something that fits their uh, lifestyle better. But I'm telling you, I can take just about any credible, honest person and train them to do my job equally and some of them better. There's a guy out there, calls himself a mentor that hates when his students do better than him. Hates it. In fact, he sabotages them when they do. I have dozens, maybe even over a hundred of my students that are doing better than me. See, if you design your company so that it only works <laughs> with you you got a big problem it's it's huge and it's ego based it's ego based nobody can do it as good as I can horse manure you just don't know how to train or something just as bad you're doing so much work that you don't have time to train them which means you're a bad business owner you don't know what you're doing and you better get some help no after discussing this with the guy and this was the one the one jab that i got in on him where he looked like a deer stuck in headlights I said, well, let's talk about your business. Um, Were you able to disappear for a year and make the same money as if you were there? Because you realize you only own a business if you can disappear for a year and make the same amount of money as if you're there. He looked like, as I said, a deer stuck in headlights. He goes, what are you even talking about? I go, you didn't even own a business. You just had a self-employment, didn't you? You were on payroll. You were on the org chart. You didn't own a business. <laughs> we had a good laugh on that one. But it was, he goes, man. I said, have you never read Michael Gerber's book, The E-Myth, which every entrepreneur must read? The E-Myth, the entrepreneurial myth. See, most people are not entrepreneurs. Entrepreneurs. They're technicians. It's kind of like the lady who can cook and everybody tells her to open a restaurant. She doesn't know jack about owning a restaurant. And she runs it into the ground, embarrasses herself, and loses all her money. Entrepreneurs aren't the cooks, entrepreneurs are not. Let's be let's switch gears for a second. Entrepreneurs are constantly training to replace themselves and get themselves off the org chart so that they are entrepreneurs and not just technicians inside their self-employment. So what he said to me at the end was extremely Profound. <laughs> he looked at his—I don't know if it's wife or girlfriend. He looked at his girlfriend. He goes, "Man, I've lost—I don't know—1.3, 1.4 million since I put my money in the stock market. I'm getting my money out, and I'm going to start another business." And then he looked at me and he goes, "I mean, another self-employment that I'm going to turn into a business." And I think that was the biggest laugh we had so don't make that mistake if and you can look at it another ridiculous I go how much money did you have in that deal he said I put up about 40 grand when I first started the business okay so you're making 1.5 million off of a 40 grand investment I know some of you have got your calculators out too Is that right? That's like a 2,667% rate of return to go into the stock market at 7.5%. Where's the logic in that? Doesn't make any sense, does it? He also knew how to build that second stream of income. I have no doubt in my mind that that guy, as smart as he was and sharp as he was, will not go out there and start another self-employment and then train someone to turn it into a business. You know, I've got a good friend about to sell his business. And the odd thing is, he has the people to replace him. But he's just been so conditioned that that's what you do when you turn 65, 70, you sell your business. It's like, there's no... That's not written down anywhere, that's no law. Why don't you just pay those two or three people that can replace you a little bit more and keep a true business? So be very cautious when selling your real estate, when selling any self-employment that you have. Think about the rate of return you're getting, the fact that you created a second stream of income Do you really want to give that up? I suggest not. All right. We'll talk more after the break here on the Total Wealth Academy radio show. Thanks for listening. There's an old joke. Welcome back to the Total Wealth Academy radio show. I am your host, Steve Davis, and we've got a um, let's see an email here. It's rather lengthy about a guy about to sell his business. Um, Jesus it doesn't say what type of business it is. Yeah, Jesus. You really, before you make that decision, you really want to think about what you're making a year and the fact that it is cash flow that will come in for the rest of your life versus selling it and then trying to live off the profit from the sale and praying you die before you run out of money. Not, It's just not a quality way to live. Um, there's... If you want to read about succession, in other words, how to replace yourself, uh, read Jack Welch's book. I guess I better say Books. Read Anything You Can Get by Jack Welch, where he talks about his plan for succession at General Electric. Then you want to read the E-Myth. E-Myth by Michael Gerber. And then I would really focus on finding a replacement as opposed to selling. Find somebody, you know, if you're making, I don't know, I'm just guessing here, um, a million a year, pay somebody, maybe it's somebody that's already on your team, 200 grand of that and let them run it. You can still be in advisory bo- position, but get yourself off the org chart and get yourself off a of payroll to where you're getting profit, not payroll. Um, and I think that's as much as I can answer based off of your information, Jesus. But yeah, think deeply about it. Read those two books before you make a decision. And I think you're going to find very quickly that sale is it's not the best thing unless you just can't train you don't know how to encourage and motivate other people and that's just not your skill set okay phone lines are open 281-558-5738 281-558-KSEV or feel free to um, email me as a few of you have, it is Steve at Total Wealth com. Steve at Total Wealth Okay, this next question is, oh, that, you know, Christine. This is a very basic... This really isn't something I can address on the radio. Um, you're going to have to call the U.S. Post Office to deal with that. It's just basically she's got a duplex where they're delivering the mail just to one side. They're delivering both units' mail to one side. Yeah, you're going to have to call the U.S. Post Office on that, Christine. Sorry, couldn't be more help. Uh, next question is, this is pretty cool. Jorge is asking if yeah. Jorge the five phases of a value add multifamily syndication there can be uh, there can be six, there can be seven, there can be eight based off of your your analysis, which is, you know, phase one is buy the property, phase two, add value, that's where you increase the rents, increase the occupancy, add covered parking, add garages, add uh, laundromats, things like that to increase the value of the property. Um, then you refinance, hold, and then sell Those are your five, but there are people that literally don't sell. They'll refinance, hold, refinance, hold, refinance, hold. And they may not, you know, you've got a seven-year plan here. They may have a 15 to 20-year plan. Now, that is rare. I don't think that many of my students hold apartments or senior living or self-storage or anything like that for more than 10 years. But be aware, there's no rule here that you can only refinance the thing once. I've seen deals refinanced as many as three times. So it's still a good list, Jorge, well-written, um, but it could go a lot longer than that. Hope that helps. All right, let's go to the next question. Phone lines are open at 281-558-5738, 281 281- five five eight KSEV or email me it's ask Steve no just Steve sorry Steve at total wealth Steve at total wealth um, This one is what book would you read on motivating and encouraging your employees? Uh, this is from Jeff Jeff I will tell you, let me pull one up on Amazon real quick. So if you will be patient with me, um, it's called Leaders Eat Last by Simon Sinek. Now, that's not the only book you want to read, but start with Simon Sinek. S-I-N-E-K. Simon Cynic, read all of his books first and he will refer you in his book to other books now this is not something Jeff that's going to come from just reading books you're going to have to implement this stuff you're going to have to practice with it you're going to have to fail at it before you succeed at it but Simon Cynic will be in my opinion the best place to start The next guy I'm going to refer you to, which will be more to keep yourself motivated and pass it on to your employees, is Gary Vaynerchuk, Gary V. Gary V. Just Google him. You'll find his books. And he's got a ton of YouTube videos that are beyond belief. Now, warning, he can drop the F-bomb four times in one sentence, but get over it. It's just a word. <laughs> Don't be a little kid, I guess. Um, deal with it and listen to what he has to say. That guy is changing people's lives. It's phenomenal. Okay. Phone lines are open at 281-558-5738. 281-558- KSEV. Um... This next question is on, amen. Uh, renew, renewing a lease charge. <laughs> no, renew, I see what you're asking. You're letting a realtor, um, a realtor, run your property. One, I don't like that. They're generally the slowest, but you need to pay that realtor. You're going to have to pay that realtor whatever's in the property management agreement. Um, It's not just printing and signing a new contract. There's a lot of work that goes into renewing a lease, a lot of skill. Um, It's going to require an inspection of the unit, a walkthrough. Um, There's a lot to it. And it's going to be anywhere from half a month's rent to a full month's rent. But I think it's pretty standard to do a half a month's rent on a renewal. Not 100% sure. But I can tell you this. I wouldn't even begrudge. If I'm going to be let somebody else run my property. um, And they keep. They retain a tenant, meaning the tenant renews their lease, I'm not going to be objected to paying them half a month's rent or if necessary, depending on the property management agreement, a full month's rent. But you've got to negotiate that amount up front. Up front. Okay. Phone lines are open at 281-558-5738 281-558-KSEV or email me it's Steve at Total Steve at Total Wealth Oh, Lord. Okay, this next email is where a tenant passed away. Man, I don't know what you've. Why are you guys letting other people run your property? I can run 20, 30 houses in five hours a month or less. I mean, is it laziness? Is it lack of self-discipline? Is it you don't believe in yourself? Um, Run your own houses. I mean, you got a property management company that is literally slamming you with over cost re- rehab, and I'm sure they're not managing it for free, um, and they don't even know how to get rid of a tenant. Uh, one, you've got a bad property manager, Dave. You need to fire them immediately. And if you're going to let somebody else run your single family homes, um, you need to check references. And you don't just check, you know, four stars on the Internet. Talk to other landlords that use them. Ask them about the maintenance costs. Ask them about rehab costs. Ask them about responsiveness. Ask them about tenant retention. So, hope that helps, Dave. But the, these people do not know what they're doing. Get them out. You're going to need an attorney. They're telling you you need an attorney, and you are, but it's because you had a property manager. If you'd have been handling this, you would have, if you'd have educated yourself, take a class like mine, and knew what you were doing, you wouldn't be having this problem at all. This is an easy one. All right, Dave. Sorry, I couldn't be more help. All right, phone lines are open, 281-558-5738. 281-558-KSEV We are coming up on the final segment of today's show so if you've got a question for me please call me now 281-558-5738 or email me steve at totalwealthacademy.com Thanks for listening. Welcome back to the Total Wealth Academy radio show. I am your host, Steve Davis, and we are in the final segment of today's show. So we got about 10 minutes. And if you've got a question, you've got a fear about investing in real estate, you got some something tells you you can't do it, um, please tell me what that is, and I'll share with you the best practices and the business model to get past it. I don't want anybody to think that I don't have fears about investing and taking risks and things like that. I do. But I do it anyway because I know the business model and the best practices that alleviate, or in most cases eliminate, those problems for you. So give me a call at 281-558-5738. 281-558-5738. I have to cancel, Okay. This is from an Alex. (laughs) Um, Alex, he's basically saying that he has a vacant house, the water is turned off, and the city is billing him. Now, it's been a while since I've had a single-family rental, vacant single-family rental, so I haven't ever had this happen. I do not know, Alex, whether this is true or not. It sure sounds bogus to me. Um, that's unbelievable, Alex. Um, I'm going to email you back after the show. Um, I'll try to find out for you. But, yeah, it doesn't sound right. If you have the water turned off, there shouldn't be any bill whatsoever. Kind of crazy. And the one thing I am going to give you a little bit of grief on, um, what do you mean you're trying to get some money together to fix it and flip? Alex, I don't know who you are, but you don't know what you're doing. You're telling me you closed on a house and you didn't have the money to rehab it? so now you're sitting there with negative cash flow you've got probably a mortgage payment you've got taxes you've got insurance you're paying every month how are you going to save up that money Alex please take my course it's 500 bucks and let me show you how that should have been done and what you can do to correct that um, that's just a horrible beginner's mistake Alex All right. Phone lines are open at 281-558-5738. 281-558-KSEV. Or email me. It's ask... I'm sorry, just steve at TotalWealthAcademy.com. steve at TotalWealthAcademy.com. Okay, this next question is... Student housing, Jackson, um, student housing is very lucrative, but it takes a lot of time by comparison to just leasing to a family. Remember, you've got to have a lease on every single person. If you've got a four-bedroom and you're leasing it to four different students, you need a lease on all four students separate. Don't ever do a group lease. Uh, that way you can evict them individually and get them out of the property if they stop paying or they cause problems or whatever the circumstance is. So um, I think that's your only question. But yeah, it can be very profitable. Um, Madonna. It can be very, very profitable. And if you screen your tenants properly, um, it's not much more difficult on the maintenance side. A lot of people are go around saying, oh, it's students. They destroy the property, this, that, and the other. That's not true. Um, it may be a little bit higher than normal, but it's not like every kid that goes to college is some dumb butt who's going to throw a party and kick holes in the wall. Um, I know when I was in college, <laughs> I took care of that, that property, and I was with two other guys in a three-bedroom. Um, we took care of the property; it was in perfect shape when we gave it back. So, yeah, I I think it's a again highly profitable, and if you screen properly, and remember, the parents signed for the lease, <laughs> not not the student. Uh, I'm assuming you already knew that, but uh, I guess I better. But I'm glad I have said it. So, all right, Madonna. Thanks for the email. Phone lines are open. 281-558-5738. 281-558-KSEV. All right. Here we go. Um, the This is Robert asking about passive rates of return. The lowest Passive rate of return I've seen is around 17% IRR, and that was a recent deal. But also recently, I've seen 21, 22, 23% rates of return, and in a rare occasion, Robert, we saw a 40 plus percent rate of return. Now, last year, we actually got a 90% rate of return in less than a year but that was because we sold to a REIT who does not know what they're doing. Um, REITs are terrible. You guys that are invested in REITs, you better do your research. Those guys are flow investors. They're not there for you. They're there for themselves, and they consider you the low man on the totem pole. REITs are literally horrible. All right. So that there's the answer. Between 20%, 25% rate of return is pretty standard and then occasionally you get the 40 to 100% rate of return. Okay, let's look at the next one. No, I'm sorry, this was just a thank you message. You are welcome. A-R-R. Ooh, okay, I'm going to tell you this. Anonymous, you sent me a deal to look at, and I'm keeping your name anonymous, but I'm telling you, you're the only person that has sent me a deal to look at. This is no deal. I will email you after the show. This is a negative cash flow. This is speculation. You're talking about buy low to sell high. Yeah, you can do that with real estate if you want, but you will get slaughtered. Just like the people in the stock market get slaughtered. Gold, silver, Bitcoin, whatever. Don't turn real estate into speculation. Don't turn it into gambling where you buy low to sell high. Buy for cash flow. This thing has no cash flow. Don't do this deal. And like I said, I'll email you after the show to clarify why. Okay, next question. Noah you're new to wholesaling. This one's kind of funny to me. Um, Noah, every, I get this question quite a bit. Did you not know that there's real estate investor clubs you can join? For you to say, hey, man, I'm having trouble finding investors. How, how could that be? Did you not know there were real estate investor clubs? I'm picking on you, Noah. But you got to think, man. Join a real estate investor club. You're welcome to join our club for $500. bucks. that will cover you for two years. And you can wholesale your deals to my members. Now, they are highly educated, so they're going to analyze those deals correctly. So you better be bringing real deals. But Noah, if you can bring real deals, come join Total Wealth Academy. All right, thanks a lot. Okay, fun lines are open. Nope, they're not. Um, Remember, you can email me 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Uh, You do not have to wait for the radio show to email me. You can email me after the radio show. You can email me at 2 a.m. I'm probably not going to answer at 2 a.m., but I'll get it first thing in the morning. It's steve at totalwealthacademy.com, steve at totalwealthacademy.com. All right. I want to thank everybody for listening. Um, Again, the big takeaway that I want you to get today is please be very careful when selling a self-employment business or selling your real estate. Make sure you're trading it for something else that produces cash flow, not just a big chunk of money. All right. Thanks, everybody, for listening. Take care.